Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Second Gutter. Second Gutter. Second Gutter. Podcast. My name is Alex. And I'm Jesse. AKA Thick. And but that. This is episode numero 49 of our beloved podcast. Our- where we talk about movies. Uh. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> really, friendship, that's just <laughs> friendship, love, music, occasionally Kanye. Uh, oh, oh, dude, I forgot when we like what was that? We, we were, were talking co- about Star Wars, and we just divulged into yeah, Kanye. We were close to that. Oh, that was episode <laughs> two. Oh, that's like the secret I think episode. Have we told that story on here yet? I think we mentioned it, but we were like embarrassed about it. Yeah. I was embarrassed. I yeah. didn't. I didn't talk about so it much. We <laughs> we did post our episode one. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to do all of them. And so <laughs> we were we recorded an episode two uh, podcast with Zach. I think it was Zach. like the following week. And it was the first podcast we ever did in our closet studio. Yeah. And so... <laughs> and it was the only one we did with more than two people and in here. And we did crack. So... <laughs> <laughs> so it got like... So weird. Yeah. Like, it got... Like, we didn't care about the movie anymore. And so, like, we were just... I'm, I'm kind of interested to... Like, we talked about Kage for, like, 35 minutes. Yeah, at some point, I remember you were trying really hard to talk about it, and Zach and I were just, like, zoned out. Yeah, it was... I kind of want to, like, reinvestigate that, like... I feel like it's going to be going through, like, these Ghost Hunter tapes. Yeah. Like, like Sasquatch <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Lost tapes. Yeah. <laughs> the it's like, what are lost tapes? What happened to these we guys? We should call it that. Yeah, the lost like, tapes. Post oh, that. dude, that's, that's really funny. funny. I don't know. But, I don't know if it's like funny or if it's just I really know. cringy. I, mean, <laughs> I expect it to be like really cringy. Yeah, I, yeah. we'll see. It's uh, like, like how I remember that it was that was a fight against you and our sobriety. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Or our lack of sobriety. And we weren't into the movie, so like we didn't really want to talk about it. Yeah. There's a lot of factors. It was funny. <laughs> you might remember that when we were talking about episode one, it was a great podcast we did with Zach. Yeah. And we were hyper. It's like, we're doing all of them leading right. up to Rise of Skywalker. Right. And we didn't talk about any of them until Rise of Skywalker <laughs> came out. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, honestly. We didn't even talk about the originals. No, we, it was hard. It, one day we will. Because, yeah. you know, Star Wars. Why not? That's not, yeah, yeah. They um, just, they, it come, it'll come up at some point. Yeah. All right. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. Today, today is something more else. of a chill podcast. Yeah. Uh, the last podcast we did was a doozy. It was uh, the <laughs> best of 2019. That was uh, Thank long. you guys so much for listening. If you did listen to that, uh, we're proud of that. Um, I think we had a really good discussion. It was a long discussion, but not a good minute of it was wasted, I thought. We I talked agree. about a lot of movies. Um, and we had a really good discussion. And, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to that. If you haven't already, it's up on the podcast now. And, but today, we just decided to kind of, we don't have a movie. Uh, we just have a Jesse product that we should have a discussion uh, topic. And I'm going to le- let you lead this discussion because it was your idea yeah. to do this question or this discussion topic. And I think it's a good one. Yeah, so I, I pitched this to Alex because this is one of my curiosities I've had for a long time is really distinguishing what does it mean when people talk about independent versus blockbuster yeah. filmmaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those things that everyone talks about. Like say, oh, I saw this indie flick, you know, right. a lot of times. And a lot of times people say like, yeah, I saw the newest like Marvel movie, like that cool like indie movie about <laughs> superheroes and stuff. And it's just like that. No one actually says that. No. But <laughs> But, like, it's, like, shit like that happens sometimes. Yeah. Or, like, you say, well, like... Well, I think it's the conversation of Hollywood... What, a Hollywood film versus an indie film. And the discussion that goes around a lot in uh, people who watch movies a lot, cinephiles, is what's better and what is the... What is the state of independent film and Hollywood film yeah. now? Because... It's very, it's an interesting discussion, yeah. I think, because, I mean, um, yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, and it's it the distinguishing it's a, it's an interesting discussion because it's it's more ambiguous to figure out identity than it might seem. You know, yes. you might think that it's just like totally. Hollywood's are expensive totally. and independent is not expensive. <laughs> right. It's like okay, right. but not uncut gems made millions right. of dollars. Right. right. That's is that an indie film? Right, right, right. The so, Graduate was an Oscar-winning film. Right. That is an indie film. Right, right, it's right. Like, well, what are right, we talking about? Right, like, we right. look at the 70s versus, right. like, it's like independent independent films could range from uncut gems to the movies that we yeah, make. Right, that, right, like, exactly, we're making, yeah, these short right, films. Right. So it's like, there's a lot of distinguish between, like, is budget the only thing? And we don't. We're not going to answer these questions. Yeah. The way I think that I was imagining we do it is that we'll be like, "Here's my idea of it. Here's your idea of it. Yeah. What does the internet say? Let's explain <laughs> that to you say? in layman terms." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, like I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Cause I've always heard that, like, because you know, you hear the phrase "independent film," like. You assume it's like, okay, so guy, a dude, like, it's independent. It was one guy, or, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or it was a group of people who made a film uh, without any support from anybody, like, any company. And that is so wrong. Yeah. Like, that, I think that's, like, that could be that. That 100% could be that. Like, yeah. if we were to make a, like, a... Kickstarter campaign or something, that is an independent film if yeah. you will make that movie, you know? But, I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that like A24 yeah. who are probably the most famous and popular independent company right now. Yeah. I mean, like, there are, you know, Amazon is another um, uh, company that is very much Pioneering. Like Amazon Prime? Amazon, yeah. Amazon. Oh, well, like showing independent. Yeah, oh, right, I see what right. you mean. They, they pick up yeah. independent films. But there are a lot of companies out there that pride themselves on um, giving budgets to these filmmakers, small budgets, yeah. but support independent film. And that's kind of what A24 does. Is they kind of, um, they don't really care about making money. I mean, they do, Yeah. but I think they care more about pumping out cool great movies. movies and finding filmmakers and getting producing scripts and it's not they're a distributor so they, they also produce yeah, stuff, but yeah. they are a distributor so um, they also find these indie films through festivals yeah. and pick them up and distribute them yeah uh, which dis- distribution is a major yeah and you're and you're picking up a lot on like some of the categories of filmmaking that's really important to kind of distinguishing what independent film is mm-hmm. those three categories of filmmaking is the actual production where the film's made right uh the or, would it be distribution pre-production yeah pre-production if we're talking about the actual filmmaking, yeah, right, yeah. Right. and the pre-production is where you have to find producers to find money to get the movie made right, right. and then you have exhibition and and distribution yeah, Dis- right. exhibition is the actual screening like right. in movie theaters right. that's it's being exhibited yes. distribution is sending that movie to people who will exhibit yeah. it right right so so when we're talking about a24 like what Alex yeah. said, that's just the distribution. Right. That's how complicated right. and crazy this process and usually, is. Usually, like just to really break it down, like if you've seen like, a really indie film, I mean, usually we watch a film that is like very low budget, that is or not maybe low budget, but is um, oh here's a film, Revenge. All right, there's like this French like oh yes, Revenge the War Revenge film that came out a few years ago. <laughs> when I watched that movie, I press play, and I see that there's like eight different companies that came up. Yeah. And like, usually, like, you have to, like, usually, like, in the kind of films, you'll find the companies like, here, we'll give you this amount of money. And we'll get, the, I mean, there, there's a whole business side, like crazy numbers involved. And if you do want to get a feature made and actually do want to get it out there. Yeah. Um, and, but there are tons of companies like that that will, you know, if you have a great script, they will be like, we'll give you like 50, 50 grand. Yeah. Or 100 grand and to make this movie because we believe that it will be great. And yeah. at some point, 
than like a year ago, maybe a few years ago, you will, we will get our money back. It's a, it's a, it's basically a, a gamble. I mean, it's a, yeah. the film making business, especially when you're producing independent films and Hollywood films, it's a total risk. Yeah. I mean, it's a total, uh, it's like the stock market. Like you're investing in something. Yeah. You know? And like that is, I mean, you know, we talk about like, I, I think a lot of people our age talk about like, oh, like independent film is dead or, you know, I think people like that don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. But, um, because a blockbuster is actually really specific what that extremely, means. And, yeah. and there's very few things that most of the time it's like, it's in the minority a lot of times. Well, the thing that annoys me when people say like, oh, independent film is dead, I was like, it's fucking not. Yeah. You're just not looking for. The other movies. thing is that independent film is in a way non-existent in the form that it used to be because yeah. it's so much easier to make 100%. movies now. So you don't. If, it's if it's anything, easier to be independent anything, than ever it's before. The bigger, it's the biggest it's ever been. Yeah, yeah. Today. Because the thing is, is that the other films that we we're talking about before, like with like what you imagine independent films to be, mm -hmm. which I'll call hobo filmmaking. <laughs> hobo filmmaking <laughs> is actually pretty easy to do now totally. because you can buy LED lights. You can buy. I was looking at that that pocket your camera. Your iPhone is a pretty yeah, good camera. Yeah, your, your iPhone's a good camera. Yeah. Or Black Magic, uh, the Black Magic Pocket Camera, yeah. which oh, can yeah. create cinema, cinema like camera oh, no, quality. It's like Sixteen hundred dollars, right? Yeah, it's a, yeah. like it's like a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's right. crazy. Right. We've never had that before, right. where we can shoot high quality films right. as hobo teams right. yeah, totally. in our backyards and right. make it look like a real camera, right. like a real film that you can right. put on Netflix. Right. You know, right. there's a lot of steps to get to that point, but you <laughs> right. know. Well, like, you could do it. Yeah, the thing is, is that, Absolutely. again, since we're just talking about A24 being distribution, yeah. if you do your own production and you come out with a good film, yeah. you could show it to A24 and they'd be like, I like this. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, so that means, theoretically, this hasn't happened, Yeah. that you could make a $500 movie that looks great <laughs> and A24 will distribute it. Sure. This is all in theory, but, yeah. like, again, that's what's possible with the sure. modern world. It's pretty Absolutely. cool. And, like, a lot of the stuff... That, I mean, that, you know, that could, you know... Stringing guitar case and got the Sunday at Film Festival. Yeah. And that's what film festivals are for. Yeah. I mean, it, really, I mean, especially Sundance is like, it, because it, it's very prestigious in terms of independent film. So if you have a feature or a short, I mean, you shorts, if you have a feature or a short that you think is good and other people are like, hey man, this is really great. Yeah. You could, you have a chance to get distribution and get the movie out there. Um, you can submit it to a film festival. You can submit it, and like it costs money to submit to a film festival. Yeah. Um, which I think is great. I I think that honestly is good because I think they do that because like they don't they wouldn't get like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of yeah. shitty ass movies people will name. You know, it's like if they put a price tag on it. I mean, they're going to be like, no, I really believe that this deserves to be in it. I will pay this $300 yeah. uh, tag, like, you know, to send it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, they will watch it. I mean, it's just like, you have to pay money. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, totally. Like, you can make... I mean, it's crazy. Look at Blair Witch. I mean, like, that is... Yeah, like, one that, of the, that's, that's one, one of the one things of the that first, blew things out of the water. Yeah, that's one of the first, like, independent films in our era, 1999, that, I mean, just absolutely blew the fucking socks off the world. Yeah. There's a movie that was made for what? Seven like I wanna say like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, like less like than that. a million, which is unheard of now. Way less than a million. Like I don't even think like half a million. Like it was let me let me look that. that up to make sure. But um what is it? It's called the Blair Witch Project, the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's like, yeah. There's Blair Witch 2. There's, there, there's Blair Witch. Oh, Blair Witch 2 is hilarious. Yeah, Have you ever the, seen the, that? Um, I've seen some of it. Oh, no. It's, just it's called like Hidden Lake or something. Yeah, the Hidden Book. Hidden <laughs> book. Oh, like dude. That. Yeah, no, it is about book a book. Secrets or book of Secrets. That's what it is, dude. It's Blair Witch Book of Secrets. $60,000, dude. $60,000. And it made $250 yeah. million. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which. To comparison of a mega blockbuster, which we're in yeah. now, Endgame made that opening night. World that opening night. Three hundred fifty million, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Wow. Actually, Blair Witch is probably made that. Yeah. Now, I mean, Blair Witch is probably in the yeah 
Also, also, Blair Witch is probably good if you, like, that's just in the international box office, my guy. Right. Think about the rental. Yeah. And you have to, like... Off the charts. Yeah, that's... Like, if you look at, for example, if you look at the original Star Wars... Yeah. The movie international box office was half a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, $500 million. That movie has made... Way more money than fucking that. Yeah. You know, now, you know, you have to tally in the DVD sales and people buying it on renting it. And, you know, like, <laughs> you have to tally that, too, you know? It's that's just unbelievable yeah, how much crazy. money that is. Crazy. But, yeah, things like that. It's, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could, I mean, there's so many ways that we can take this conversation. Yeah. But, um, and I think I, one of, I just had an idea that it might be cool to start this by going through our top 10, just our top 10 and <laughs> saying, like, is this an independent film? Oh, or is yeah, this not? yeah, yeah, Like that, so, just like to quantify something. I've never Little Women is not an independent film that was made by Sony. Usually films that are made with, like, a big company behind it, like Sony. Yeah. Um, with a... This pro- is a great... This is a great point you're making. Yeah. So keep with, going. With over, uh, 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 that brings me to a point that I do want to make er, later in the podcast that I want to talk to you about. But yeah. Uh, yes. So, so yeah, it was a movie made for I pro- I want to say like eighty million dollars. Like the budget was like it was big. I mean, it's a yeah, big. Yeah. Let's see. Let's, let's look at let's look at the 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 information for Little Woman. Let's start yeah. with that. Um, and maybe we won't go through all of this. Maybe we'll just yeah. pick a couple of that were interesting from our top ten. Right, right. Um, but Little Woman is a good thing because Little Woman, I would think of as being an indie film sure. type film. Sure. But sure. it's not. Yeah. Um, go, oh, go, 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 go. It's published by the Robert Brothers. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. This is the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Little Woman's also based on a very... I mean, that, that was... Little Woman also... I mean, that, that's a sure, I mean, it's made a lot of money. It's, it's done well. Yeah. And, um, what was I The Nightingale is a independent film. Yeah. Well, who it, made that? Who made that? I don't know. <laughs> let's look at, yeah, see, that's when you know. So it's probably let's, some let's, Australian company. So you mentioned Sony, which I think it leads into a big point of defining what One of a, the a worst blockbusters. film companies ever. <laughs> just, just saying, just put that out there. But one of the big distinguishers of like a Hollywood blockbuster movie is yeah. that it's made by the majors. That's one of the yes. big things, especially now. It's not necessarily yeah. based on how much money you made. Right. Because there was this confusing things in the 70s, which we're learning about now in mm-hmm. this really cool history class, yeah. that there was a huge recession in the 60s, yeah. which led to this influx of really interesting independent films being made mm-hmm. because because of the recession, which a recession means, I learned this in economics. This has been, I've been very educated this semester <laughs> in college. It's, I've been a lucky man. But I've learned that a recession is when you have too much product for the market to handle. Interesting. Which is what happened yeah. in the 60s, yeah. where it went to the point where there were so many movies being made that it multiplied by, like, 700. Also, that was, like, the TV era, too. Like yeah. A lot of TV was becoming, yeah. like, a big thing. And they didn't know what too. to do with it yet. Right. So that was before, and that and that whole period was a transition where they started making really weird films because they were just, mm-hmm. like, anything that people right. will see, right. anything that makes somewhat of a profit is worth it because right. we are so in debt and right now. And therefore... Uh, they, there are a lot of films produced that were just, I mean, there's a werewolf in it, make it. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Robert Altman's the guy we're learning about right now. <laughs> Robert Altman, Woody Allen, like, yeah. all those guys are the things yeah. that are, um, that are, uh, like, these guys who make these artsy films who were still were, like, in major Hollywood. Right. right. But they weren't making, they weren't the same kind of budgets right, that you would right, think a blockbuster right, would be right, right. which because they weren't necessarily blockbusters because one of the things that you define a blockbuster by yeah. is that it has a budget of at least 10 million yeah and it has like and it, it makes and it, more than yeah, that and it, and it busts the block <laughs> yeah and um so um again the other def- one of the biggest definition of what a blockbuster is, is that it's made by a major studio. That's one of the big ideas about that. What's a major, you might ask, Alex? (laughs) Well, the answer to that question, (laughs) Alex, is that a major is one of these big studios, like Sony, like Warner Brothers, like like Fox. Universal. Like Universal. (laughs) Not anymore. Nope. 
Hockey's not real anymore. But yeah, it's Disney. not real. Well, here's a funny thing. Reading in this this 1970s paper, Disney was an independent yeah. release studio, which totally. blew my mind. It's so crazy yeah. to think that yeah. now because yeah. it is the it's, most majorous oh, of yeah. majors right yeah, now. Absolutely. It's so huge. Absolutely. It's absorbed. It absorbed all. It's like it owns all it of those absorbed, majors. It absorbed Fox. Absorb it. It is like, gone. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, Fox, we're just going to buy you for yeah. like $5 billion. Is that cool? <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, I think it was like $40 billion or something. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But that leads me. Oh, I also want to bring this up. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think, yeah, when it's made by a major studio like that, and sure, like, you can have, like, Universal. And, oh, this is another thing that we should talk about. The majors own a lot of smaller companies. You know, so for example, yeah. Universal is a distribution company as well as a production company, but they own Blumhouse, which is oh, a small horror uh, um, production company that makes small budget horror movies. But they get it's all about. I think it's, it's all about the release too. I think because like. Blumhouse makes horror movies for $2 million, but they're releasing, like, 3,000 theaters. Yeah. You know, I think, like, the majors just have a bigger, wider appeal to, like, what they are able to release to. Yes. Like, you could make a movie, they could make a movie for $10 million, but they can release it in 3,000 theaters because they're universal. Right, right. That's a, that's a, that's a big part of of that that whole thing is how many theaters that you can get it mm-hmm. in and also the advertising that goes into that totally because it's not just oh like you God. don't have to yeah. just deal with the production of a movie right. because the way that you maximize people to go see your movie is that it's accessible anywhere that the moviegoer is the, in their close nearest closest theater mm-hmm. it has show times that are all over the place right. to get show times it needs to be anticipated mm-hmm. and have a lot of reputation yeah, behind it right. and that means a shitload of advertising yeah, right. so that you see it all the time yeah. that means making a trailer that right. means making posters right. that means making like merchandise or yeah. having actors that you already a-list okay, actors okay. and stuff a-list actors are huge things yeah. of like blockbuster totally, production yeah. is that you have actors you're like i know who that is because right. it was in this other movie right too i mean we can talk about that too but i don't I mean, I think that is going away a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the era of the movie star where, like, because, you know, Tom Cruise is in this movie, I'm going to go see it, is kind of lost because I think, like, we've seen a lot of examples in the past, like, like in theaters right fucking now. Who's the biggest movie star in the world, if you, if you were to guess? Uh, like, should I know this? Oh, well, I mean, you definitely know the actor, but like, just after, like, he's in Marvel movies. He's the biggest. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is probably the biggest. I mean, arguably the biggest movie star in the world, right? Yeah. He had Doolittle come out, and it did horribly. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter. Well, that's I don't, interesting. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like, the era of the movie star is kind of over yeah like that was something in like the 80s and 90s that was absolutely a thing we yeah. had Schwarzenegger, Stallone, Bruce Willis like you know you have these people that if they're in a movie they're gonna see it you know and they yeah. do well but now I mean it's like it's kind of rare I mean obviously like A-list actors do do something yeah but it's not the same it's not what it used to be it's not like like on the poster, it's not like Schwarzenegger. It's not yeah. like you know. It's not like he's not the draw anymore. Yeah. It's what the film is. You know, do yeah. huh. look like a big pile of dog shit. Yeah, that's or interesting. Goose shit. Yeah, if there's a goose in the. I think there's a goose in the movie. <laughs> uh, but like you know, that's why people didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and also I think that goes to the marketing is that because of the internet, marketing is. At more, everywhere more than ever. Yeah. You, know, you see trailers on your phone before you watch a fucking YouTube video. Yeah. You see trailers on Twitter, just scroll through Twitter, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, 
it's easier, like, people are just easier. It's not like they go to the Cineplex, walk up to a theater and go, oh, we're going to do this and they go see it. Yeah. It's different than that. Yeah, that's a great point because you can have a little, a lot more intimate understanding of films going into it because yeah. you can care more about the story because you can look into it. Yeah. Right. When you, in the olden times before the internet, you, you, have, you might read the newspaper and it might have exactly. an article of the film you're interested in, or, but more than likely you just got to know. Or, or you saw a trailer. Yeah. But more likely it's just that you're walking by your cinema and you, you see poster. a director's name and you see an actor's name right, and right. that's like i like both those guys right. so there's a good chance that i'll like this movie yeah, yeah exactly and also that's the other thing which is why blockbuster was able were so successful because right. if if you know the production company or you know the style mm-hmm. of things then you it's just reliably can get customers to yeah. come in right that also when you were talking about that that made me start thinking about this gets into the point of why uncut gems was so goddamn cool mm-hmm. would you call uncut gems an independent film I kind of let me look at let me look at the credentials. Let's see. Let's see if it meets our definition because our definition is like not not distributed by a major. I would I would say it's I don't I don't think so. Um, I don't kind of know. I mean, it's not like I mean, Good Time is definitely an independent one film. So the film before this, yes, uh, Uncut Gems has a bigger budget. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, see, this... See, the, well, the thing is, Uncut Jones is produced by Martin Scorsese's production company. Alara, Alara... Alara is the Sacky Brothers company. And that is their... Okay. But, um, and then Which makes sense. If it's yeah, their right, company, right. it's independently, right, right, kind exactly, of, but... Exactly, yeah. I mean, there's definitely independent qualities to it, but I think the budget is just too high. And I think their Martin Scorsese is involved in it. Um, and... I think like the, the I don't I don't know I really do not know. Yeah, let's let's because A twenty four is totally an independent distribution company. That's what they they're, they're called. That's what they you know pride themselves on. All right, so here here we go. We got some we got some evidence. Okay. Variety says Uncut Gems, the starting startling indie smash hit. Indie. It calls it indie. Yeah. Even though it is produced by Martin Scorsese, who made is is huge. Yeah. And <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. And it has a budget of over twenty million. Which one of the only descriptions of a blockbuster is pretty is, I mean that is twenty million is is, is pretty moderate yeah. for a movie nowadays, especially starring a yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, I saw that that definition was based on again this nineteen seventies reading, yeah. which is talking about films that don't even come close to right, like right, the exactly, number of shit yeah, that we right, get to now. Right, so it's it's hard to say. Right. So you could say that this is an independent blockbuster. Yeah. 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 In a weird that's way. kind of the that's what it's that's, a very high profile indie film. That's like, there are some indie films that come out every year that are indie films that you're like Oh. You know what this might be called? Mm. A sleeper hit. That's what this yeah. might be. To under, yeah. That's what that's what like the graduate yeah. and stuff stuff that yeah. like blew up out yeah. of that. Those yeah. were sleeper hits yeah. because there were movies that weren't supposed to do well, right. but they did do really right. well. Right. Right. So that's what might be what this would be deemed sure. as. Even though it did like, I mean, I would probably, I would say the lighthouse is, is a sleeper hit. That is an independent film. Like, yeah, let's let's look at that. Let's but, see what lighthouse is. But um, but. Um, I mean, that was made by a, by a company. I think that was made by Re- Regency. I think. Mm, but, Regency Enterprise, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're pretty big. Let's see. Um, but, I mean, I think it's all about the budget. And, like, the... Yeah, four million. Four, four million four budget. Four million dollars? Oh, my God. I would have said it was, like, ten at least. Wow. That's what Wikipedia yeah. says, so... It was probably right. And it made 14 million. That's great. You know yeah. that's not much. That's not. That's less than it costs to no, make uncut gems. Do, but better when it rent holes and yeah, I mean it yeah, does. Sure. Well. I, mean, it, I mean it's a high. I mean it's people are talking about that movie. Yeah. It's like it's gonna. It's doing well. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You think about it. Like four million to make ten million profit. It's great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> like, it's, it's that's why Blair Witch was so like that's right. why that was so significant right. because of the the ratio about yeah. how much it made. Yeah. And that's why like and that is the kind of what Blumhouse like that company that you know produces all those horror movies. Is that an independent production company? Would you call that? I think it was. It, I, I don't. That's a weird question. It's like I don't know. No. And I'll tell you why. Because they okay. produce way too many movies. 
They produce, I want to say, four or five films a year. What is is Bloodhouse? Is Bl- it Blood- Blumhouse. B-L-U-M. Oh, Blum. Oh, oh yeah. Blumhouse is, like, doing, like, I couldn't, like, so many. Like, I'm so many fucking films. All the Conjuring movies, like, Conjuring movies, all the Conjuring yeah. spinoffs. The Halloween uh, reboot. Um, yeah, like, they, they... Let's see oh, Let's see the Halloween. Now I'm kind of interested. Of the Halloween, Halloween reboot is fucking nutty. For like the numbers on that movie are insane, insane. Yeah, that was a that was a really it, ridiculous. It was made for like five million dollars and made like three hundred million dollars or something like that. Wow, wow. And that's why you get all these cheap horror movies in theaters. Yeah, that's like that. That's a definitely a style of movie that's yeah. really beneficial to make is to do it right. like is horror just yeah. because it can be really scary on a right. low budget and right. make a lot of money off right. that. Wow! Yeah. Wow! This this is which is crazy. It's ten million with a box office of two hundred fifty, which, dude, that's what that's what Blair Witch is. Yeah, I'm kind of starting to see why ridiculous. Blair Witch was so stupid, oh, yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are a lot of I mean that I mean I think there, if that was I think by to this day, if I'm not correctly if I'm wrong, a oh, Get Out is Get Out with Blumhouse and that film, dude. That was a good. That was a good profit too. That was like five million dollars a day. Like I mean, get out and they like. Yeah, it was huge. I, I want to say they like three hundred fifty million or something like that. Let's see, three hundred fifty. Well, that's box office. Yeah, two hundred fifty. You were yeah, close. Yeah, they got they got all the people that rented that movie though. Yeah, and still watch it today. Yeah. that movie that movie made bank. It's that interesting. Fucking bank. I'm always interested by. Um, you're mentioning rental clock costs. I think that's one of the things that a lot of major studios aren't. That's a. I mean, that's an ancillary market that yeah. they're planning on making money off of, which is interesting because that makes so much money. What they focus on more for like the actual films and exposition ex- exhibition processes mm-hmm. is it's all around opening night. That was didn't yeah. used to be the case. You no, know, it used to be no, that film would play for not like long ass times, and well, it would I just think be there, one there's movie. More movies and theaters now. Yeah, there's more companies that are making movies. Also, you make back fifty percent of the total profit right. the first night, so yeah. you could make more money if you well, just if made two lucky. blockbusters <laughs> and lucky. just released them. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing, though. Like Hollywood is. I mean, the thing that I hate about Hollywood, and the thing that I, I mean, I like Hollywood, obviously, but yeah. the thing that annoys the fuck out of me about Hollywood is when a movie comes out, and people are starting to see, like, I still can't believe it still happens. Yeah. Men in Black International, like, shit like that. Yeah. It's like, dude, who is going to go see that? Yeah. Like, no one cares about Men in Black. Let's see how it did opening it's, night. It's horrible. It's yeah. bomb. I mean, if you have to compare it to the budget and to what it made, and it made, it was like a hundred probably million dollar budget, mm-hmm. and made like fucking 15 million opening weekend or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, like, of course no one's going to see that. Yeah. But it's just like, shit like that that annoys me, where it's just like, it's just the franchise movie, and like, just... Banking on a name, just banking on like the fact that we don't have, we don't care if it's good. Yeah, we well, just, people are gonna go see it because it's Terminator. It's like, no, they're fucking not. Well, the, it's based on going to see it. It's based it around, it's based, talk. it's based around like this old archetypes of things where the sequels started to make more money than any of the other films. You yeah. know, yeah. like it's based around like uh like models, which is what Hollywood is. Star it's Wars. Just, it's just like Star Wars, Terminator yeah. Two. Yeah, you know right. all that shit. Like yeah. that. Sh- that was it. Just it just it just created the sequel central. Yeah, and like in a lot of cases. More cases than not, it works. And know? I get it. Look, I get it. It just like sucks. The, the risk of like a original, like putting a lot of money, like looking at Alita, Alita Battle Angel. Right, yeah. Like, I like that movie. I thought it was a fun movie, and people who saw it enjoyed it too. But like the money that they put into that movie and the money it got back, it's just, it's just, it's a risk to do shit like that. Yeah. Because yeah. no one. It's, was Alita a success? No. Okay. I mean. Well, that's the whole question. Is like I think it. I mean, it to, all, to us, it's a success. It all but... goes broke even. It all goes broke even. Yeah. I don't think it uh, got there yet, though. Yeah. I don't think it got there. I think maybe Red Bulls put it 
a little bit, but it yeah. didn't, it didn't yeah. make a lot of money. Like, if maybe it broke even. Like, they, yeah. it, it, yeah, and that's not, they that's made not gonna their cut budget it. back. That's not going to cut it. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Because what needs to happen is like two and a half people times. people are asking for a sequel now. Yeah. Like, there's a petition that people are trying to get a sequel to Lena May, but the studio's like, we're not, not going to make, put a bunch of money and do a sequel to a movie that we know will not make a lot of money. That's, yeah. just, that's stupid. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing with Hollywood is that the reason they put so much money into, like, these special effects and these huge, yeah. huge <laughs> productions yeah. is because they know they'll get, like, they will get that. Like it's a two, it's a one to two ratio. Right. They will get that two, maybe four, maybe seven times as much to yeah. what they put into it. Right. So that's why they put more money in. That's why they keep making them bigger and bigger and bigger right. because it makes. That's why Game of Thrones exists because yeah. it was successful. So they put more money into right. it. Right. It was successful and got right. more money into it, yeah. right. which makes sense, right. you know. Yeah. But we get like these these things where it gets crazy. Like, how did that Men in Black International guy get that? You know, yeah. it's because it wasn't that he came forward. It was like, like I want to make, the yeah, like the director. It was like, dude, it's not like he came dude, forward. It was like, I want to do Men in Black. Hey, They're like, hey, you, you, hey. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. y- you, Lady Two, because uh, you were in there. Yeah. We're going to make this movie one, right now. One million percent. Yeah. They called a guy and said, hey, can you write a Men in Black movie? And he's like, sure. Yeah. And he uh, went in a cabin for two months and shit this fucking yeah. garbage out. And then they were like, oh, it's good enough. And yeah. Then, you see that with the Jurassic World stuff too, where oh, you see like when you see the writers on it, it's hilarious because yeah, like it's 85. like there's eighty five. It's crazy. There's like eighty five writers. I, and I, that, I will. I still. I don't work in Hollywood. Obviously, I have. I still to this day have no. I have no clue how that fucking happens. Yeah. Well, it's like Why? it's because it happens because if you get a writing credit, right. you get a part of that money dude yeah. so it's like they're splitting it up and they'll say if they have it's like hey if you write a bit of this story then you'll get a pitch but and why don't like, you produce why, it a little who, bit too who's the producer that's hiring like a bunch of well that's writers. what they're saying they're saying hey if you produce this you get a writing credit and you'll get it back yeah. you know so that's what all these deals are so they yeah. put like they like add on the writers and it's just like who cares how destructive the story gets right. when it's like all these conflicting ideas okay, just, or it's like maybe one guy just edits one line it's like writing credit you gave us a hundred million dollars you know it's yeah. easy to do stuff like that you yeah. change the credits you flip it around a little bit yeah. and that's how it just like expands and that's where all these crazy budgets come from it's yeah. like it's like it's like if you and me went around talking to our parents and we're just <laughs> like hey if you show up in my movie, if you give me a hundred bucks, you'll get you'll be in my movie. Yeah, totally. You'll it's get like a that, credit. but it's like it's it's yeah. way blown out of yeah, proportion, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. Prince Hesworth and yeah. dinosaurs and or, all that shit. Or or it's like this. Or they uh hire they hire a guy like this is like they hire a guy who like write a draft of this movie and then yeah. write a draft and then they go, We don't like this, you're fired and then they hire another guy and he reads that script and he takes like the the, the the skeleton of that story that writes a completely different script. Then they fire that guy, and then they hire another guy who goes, I don't like this script, but I like this part of this script. Yeah. So he writes... So there's probably, like... So many layers. It's so fucking crazy to me, because it's like, how, in what universe does someone actually think that that is going to pan out well, yeah, you have to get one person to write his story, you know. Like, and you know, if he's not a good writer and if he's not a good script, fire him, yeah, and throw that script in the trash, yeah. Don't let anyone else just kind of like take ideas. And that's why you get the rise of Skywalker, yeah, you know, or like fucking Batman the Superman, yeah. There's too many, the phrase is too many cooks in the kitchen, yeah, you know, and there's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's, you know, and everybody has to get their opinion in, and, and then you get the director, and the director's just, like, dead. Like, that's what happened with Hellboy. And we hear about stories about Hellboy, they're horror stories. Yeah. Who's like, the director, who was a very good director. I mean, he directed The Fucking Descent. I mean, he directed Dog Soldiers. Yeah, directed, right, right. I mean, the guy has a real vision. Like, Dog Soldiers is a really interesting movie. Yeah, and, and very, not a lot of stuff like it. No, and The Descent is one of the best horror movies of the 2000s. Yeah, so, like, I mean, great idea to direct Hellboy. He probably had a cool idea for Hellboy. But, I mean, when you hear stories about these producers who didn't, don't like, I mean, there's, you also have to look at the producer credit on a lot of these movies. There's, like, like, 
tags of producers for some fucking reason. Yeah. Because there's multiple companies involved. And uh, I will tell you something about white people. They're horrible. <laughs> Rich white people are the worst people in the world. They think they know everything. So yeah. you get a white rich person who's just a fucking rich person. Yeah. Never went to film school, doesn't know anything about making movies. Uh thinks he's hot shit and thinks, you know, he's providing the money, so he's gonna boss you know, Marshall around, the director of Hellboy. And what do you get? You get a complete mess with no vision garbage and an absolute garbage movie. Because you don't give a filmmaker the actual vision to make yeah. Or actual permission to make his movie, you know, which is, like, crazy. Like, yeah. that happens all the goddamn time. Which is, which is, studio it's, a, and it's, like, that's, that's a really interesting problem to bring up. Unless because Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're coming to a point where that's, d- that's discussing, like, the artistic process and how this yeah. affects the artistic process. Yeah. The thing about this, though, is that it has nothing to do with the artistic process. Mm-hmm. Like, to them, with them releasing all these bad movies, it's not about the quality it's of the movie or where it gets. Yeah. It's just about, like, the process. So it's like when there's but, no but, incentive but, to give creative freedom, yeah. it's not going to happen. That's what, why the 70s were so interesting, because yeah. there was incentive to give it, so it happened. Yeah, all right. But it's all about, like, that the, word's The thing that's from. crazy to me, though, is, like, whenever these, like, bad studios and they make no money, like, imagine, okay, here's a great example. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Which is a fantastic sci-fi action movie starring Tom Cruise. And that movie had one of the worst trailers I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. One of the worst titles I have ever heard in my entire life. The original title of the manga was called All You Need Is Kill. That is an amazing title. Yeah. Why the fuck did they change it to a soap opera title? Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. What the hell? Anyway, the movie was fucking awesome. It was awesome. And it, it, it did okay. Yeah. But because the movie was good, it got word of mouth. And, like, it made its money back through rentals and people finding it. Yeah. And they're trying to make a sequel right now. So the crazy part to me is, like, good movies prevail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, the thing is, is that if we're talking about it in terms of economics, it doesn't doesn't matter past the present. But when we're talking talking about, like, you and me and your enjoyment of it, it's like, I like so many bombs. Sure. Like it doesn't dictate yeah. the quality of the movie at all. Right. It no, does the opposite of that yeah. because the success you see so many Jurassic Worlds were Jurassic huge success. Jurassic World Two was a major, like a billion dollars. I fucking hate that movie. Yeah, and it's just like it's and it's it's like it's not this. This is the complicated thing about this. If you're looking at this, if you want to get into the movie business, you know, yeah. then this is the thing you're looking at. You're looking yeah. at how do you most efficiently manipulate these people? <laughs> Again, I'm using negative words because yeah. I think this, like you, I think this bastardizes yeah. the artistic process. Yeah. But to me, it's about how do we fight the system to have our visions to right. do to break, create what we want, which brings really interesting characters like Christopher Nolan, who is really a modern version of who characters say, like well, George Lucas and a, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's actually the whole other conversation that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, is I don't. This is one of the things that I am starting to hate. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna use Black Panther as an example. Well, no, I'm not gonna use that. I'm gonna use Captain Marvel as an example. Okay. Because I really don't like that movie. So here's this, my example. That movie was directed by a duo um, who made indie films. Who made indie films before they made Captain Marvel. They made a great movie called Half Nelson, where uh, Ryan Gosling got an Oscar nomination. That is a really low budget movie. Like they shot it in like. A middle school, it was like two million dollar budget, and um, and then they made a movie called Mississippi Drive, which is like a movie about gambling addiction, and it's also an Indian film. I haven't heard of either of these movies. They're Indian as fuck, and uh, so they're two great movies that are very, they're critically acclaimed. People really like them. Marvel goes, these guys know how to make a movie. Let's hire them to make Captain Marvel, and Captain Marvel. Is bland as fuck, and 
they had no vision for what the movie was. Yeah. You know? And, like, one of the things that I really dislike is these big studios that's happening a lot. It's Marvel is doing a lot. And I'm not saying, like, this is a Taika Wakuki for Thor Ragnarok. He was making indie films before yeah. he did Thor Ragnarok. And now, look at what, like, I, I think I don't, I don't necessarily, and, and, and listen, this is for whoever the career is. They want to make movies like that, they can. That's totally okay. You mean like, you mean like Captain Marvel? No, like just, like I'm talking about like, like indie filmmakers who make these great movies, like two or three great movies, and then they get into Hollywood. Now they're making big budget movies. Yeah. And like, then we never see a fucking, you know, movie like that from them ever again. Right, so right, still, right. They're in the studio system. They got them. They're, yeah, they're, right. And that's fine. I mean, Ty- I mean Taika, apparently, they're, they're talking to him about making a Star Wars movie. You know, he's making, you know, Thor, the next Thor movie. Which, like, you know, I'm over here being like, I mean, that's cool, but, like, I want to see another Hulk for the Water People. Right, that's, I want to yeah. see another Jojo Rabbit. You know, like I, I don't really like these studios. And the, like part of me, I feel so weird about it. Cause on one hand, I'm like, this is great because they're actually getting filmmakers, like real filmmakers, to make their movies. Right. But on the other hand, I'm like, like you're just, are you just? I, it's sound, they're just doing it because they're a game. You know, like Tiger just... Well, it's a certain degree. I think that studios are smart enough to know if that they have good directors who are artistic, that they'll make yeah. better movies. It makes sense. They're probably not stupid. Totally. Over in average, there's probably yeah. stupid producers in there. Yeah. But overall, the people collectively, yeah. they're not stupid. I mean, it's happening everywhere. But the problem is, is that these artistic people who make good movies are difficult to work with because they don't like to mm-hmm. compromise. Right. Exactly. And doing these right. things when you're in a big blockbuster movies. Right. That is the it's game. It's all about compromise. It's all about yeah. compromise. It's right. like, hey, you can't right. have this in there because this is for kids. Right, and the right, director's right, like, right. what? This right. isn't for kids. Right, this started right, out right. being for kids, but this is for adults. Right, you know, right, this right. is about depression now. Right. And everyone, <laughs> because that's how art, art right. goes. Right. You're like, I'm going to write a story right. that's about a fairy tale. It's like, right. this fairy tale has a rape in it. This right. is no longer a fairy tale. <laughs> right, right, and it's right. just like shit like that happens. Right. And right. that is unpredictable for a studio system. Which is and why, I, yeah, I totally yeah, understand. Which is why directors millions and millions and millions of dollars long, yeah. you know, producing something. Which is why directors like like it's rare. Taika Waititi is a good example. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan is based on like I think models like uh, Coppola and yeah. Steven uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. Right. Which those were guys who were able to fit into the studio system and consistently create hits. That's yeah. what Hitchcock was. Totally, he was like yeah. one of the first guys oh, yeah. to do that. Oh, yeah. He would make movies where he could consistently make artistic movies that people... Quentin Tarantino's? Yeah, yeah he's a good yeah. example. Yeah. Where they will say, hey, these big budgets will be like, you can make us some money that will make money. And they'll throw it at right. them and it'll be like, and it'll be good, which will right. make even more money, right. which is great exactly. because yeah. if it's good, it will continue right. to make money. Right. So they will throw that at that once you have a consistent enough reputation. Right. It's not easy to get a consistent but reputation. But I think there's a difference between... Like, hey, you know, there there's a phrase around called one for you, one for me uh-huh. that some independent filmmakers do. Uh-huh. And that is totally what happened to Taika Wakuki. Is that, is that what you mean? They go Ragnarok, and then they go, okay, we'll pay for Jojo Rabbit. Yes. yes. And, like, that's okay. I mean, I, I'm fine with that, I guess. But it's just like the idea of, like, hey, we got a Star Wars movie. You know, let's hire this guy to make it. Yes. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, them trying to get Ben, uh, the Safdie brothers to do exactly. Marvel films. Oh, yeah. And then it's up to you as an artist to know, it's like, right. with your identity, when do I say no? Like, or, like, David Drinch turning down uh, oh, yeah. S- Star Wars. Yeah, 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 or his yeah. experience with Dune, from his experience right. of Dune, that, that right. didn't work. Right. He had to know himself as an artist. Right. That, like, right. he didn't have to make a good go film. Through, he had to go through that experience. Yeah. Um, because Elephant Man was a studio movie, too. Yeah. And that was a, I totally see what happened with him, because, you know, he later raised her head. Uh, critical success, crazy good night cult movie. Yeah. You know, he was like the next hot indie guy in the 70s. And uh, Mel Brooks saw Razorhead and was like, hey, we're making Elephant Man. I think you would be an incredible director for it. And David Lynch was like, yeah, sure, great story. You know, I'd love to do it. Made it, 
fucking amazing movie. Yeah. Box office hit. You know, critical success, Oscar nominations. He's nominated for Best Director for that movie. And then a studio came up and said, hey, do you want to do good? And, you know, I could probably... It's a sure. weird enough book. I had a, I had a good experience with this studio before, you know? Like, why, why not? not? And it was a complete disaster Shit hits the him, fan. You know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just... Yeah, and I think it's good that he went for that experience because yeah. now he's just like, I'm not... I'm making, you know, whatever I want to make. You know? Yeah. And it's because, because he had that experience with Dune, with people who don't know Dune. I, I watched it and I kind of, I did my review <laughs> of it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really surreal, it's a really surreal experience. I like that movie for being a bomb movie. Yeah, that's right. like a movie oh, yeah. that's like, I enjoy because I love David that Lynch. That kind of has a cult following. Yeah. Though. And it's like, it's not, I, I don't think that movie's good, no. but I enjoy it that because I love seeing Lynch in it and yeah. I love how crazy it is. Yeah, it's very crazy, yeah. But it's one of those examples of, you, yeah. you can lose yourself in totally. it. You just totally can. That, it doesn't that's, matter. That's what I don't like, is there are so many indie filmmakers that that has happened to. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, without a fucking doubt. And they don't return to and indie I don't even get, I can't that. even name some. And it's interesting. Oh, no, I can name one. Yeah. Whoa, I can name one. Let me hear it. Josh Trent, who made... Wow, I don't know this guy at all. So he made Chronicle. Which is a, okay. Which is a I've great heard of that. Oh, film. that's the that's the that's a superhero. Yeah, that is like that is a cool movie. That is truly like he had a great script, he had a great vision. A big studio goes, yeah, I'll give you money to make that, and it was great, and it was a box office hit, right? Well, I don't know if it was a box office hit, but it was a hit. Let me look at movie. it. <laughs> um, and then Fox goes because he made that movie for Fox, and he goes. Um, Hey, do you want to make Fantastic Four? Oh, no. Josh oh, like, I didn't know. Sure. Oh, and no. And that came out in 2015, and he hasn't made a movie since. Wow. Chronicle was a huge hit. It, it was, was $12 million yeah. budget and $126 yeah. million yeah, 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 box yeah. office. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a great idea for the studio. I mean, the script was great. Did it and, you know, they, 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 you know, even if... Even if it, didn't do well. It didn't lose that much money off. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, that's that's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Josh Craig is a total because his experience with Fantastic Four was insane. Yeah, it was insane. Studios were like up, or the producers were up his ass when he was making that movie, and it turned out to be one of the worst. Honestly, one of the worst films. I, I. I've ever seen it. Is, is, that the, is that the most recent one yes. that came out? Fantastic. Okay. Oh, 